With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To me from the Urology Center of Iowa. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. On two and one, Taylor. Fly ball to left and deep and done! Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. All right, hour number two. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Bill Bender from the Sporting News coming up momentarily. We will head to Indianapolis. John Bowenkamp writing for the AP, the Associated Press. He's covering Big Ten media basketball media days, so we'll pick his brain on that. Obviously, Penn State, Iowa. And he's a huge Dodger fan, and his team advances to take on the Giants. Bill Bender covers college football for the sporting news bill trent and ken thanks for coming on how are you yeah i'm doing well thanks so much for having me on no listen we appreciate your weekly contribution some big games this weekend in college football bill we feel here um obviously biased that there's none bigger than penn state and iowa two unbeaten two top five teams colliding i know the red river shootout showdown whatever it's called now is big uh but man penn state iowa just has a a different feel to it from a national perspective does it feel the same and i'll let you speak for the entire rest of the nation does it feel that way to you bill bender well i mean it's two big 10 teams in the top five spotlight it doesn't have to be ohio state and michigan every time i think it's great for the conference to flex that kind of power up and down the conference so yeah i mean it's going to be a really good game um i i like the matchup i think for all the talk about Iowa's defense, I will say, and your listeners might not like it, I think Penn State's defense getting underplayed a little bit. They're pretty good, too. Yeah, I agree. So it, it's going to be just like the last three fifth fights they've had in Iowa City, more so than maybe last year's game where Iowa handled them pretty easily. One thing that's jumped out looking through Penn State, watching a, a few of the replays, was they've struggled to run the football. And with Noah Kane coming back this year, I anticipated he was going to have a big, big year. Clifford is what he is. He can move around. He can make plays. And he's playing at a high level. But how surprising, any reason behind the Penn State offense just not being able to run the football like at least I think a lot of people anticipated? I mean, that's a great point. I mean, this is something when you're watching this Penn State team, if they can't get a running game going against Iowa and Clifford's in third and longs and and those kind of things, that's when the interceptions happen. So that that's a huge key to the game to me, Trent, and, and vice versa. I think, you know, Iowa has a very methodical approach to their running game. They were able to run the ball against Penn State last year. But, again, I think Penn State's pretty good against the run. So, you know, we we know the book on Petrus and um, Clifford at this point, and I think it's just looking at it from for me now. It's which one of these teams 
can get four and five yard runs because if you're in third and eleven, you guys both know both of these defenses will feast on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State too. I mean, Dotson's a hell of a player. He really is. I mean, Ference was just glowing about him yesterday when asked about uh, uh, Dotson at the press conference. But Parker Washington. Who I don't want to say he's underrated, um, but he's in the shadow of Dotson. Clearly, one day he won't be, and 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 he's a, a legitimate uh, number one on on most teams, and will take that role at some point in his career. But Parker Washington, yep, we know Dotson, but don't sleep on this kid. No, no, he's a really good player, and uh, you know he compliments Dotson well because Dotson's such a good down the field presence, somebody that Iowa's going to have to bracket and keep in mind on every single play because. I'm trying to, well, I was going to say he's the best player on the field between both teams, but I think that's Tyler Linderbaum, honestly. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think that's going to be the key for Iowa is keeping ropes on him because this is a big reason why Clifford's been so successful is both of those receivers have uh, been awesome to this point. Ohio State staying in the Big Ten. Penn State still has them and Michigan and Michigan State. Certainly not going to be an easy road for the Nittany Lions, even if they find a way to get past Iowa on Saturday afternoon. With that, Bill, the Buckeyes. Many people still consider them the favorite. Vegas still considers them the favorite. What you saw last week, it was Rutgers, but an improving Rutgers team. Mm -hmm. How much on the right path do you believe they are, especially defensively? Oh, I mean, the schedule's set up for them to get get right, so to speak. I mean, with this game and then again this week, um, Stroud gets through the quarterback injury. I think the reason they're the best team in the Big Ten to me is just going to be hard for uh, any team to uh, keep up with that offense. You know, I mean, when you have Henderson and you throw Travion Henderson on that, I mean, guys, there's a case to be made that Travion Henderson could be the best running back in the country by the end of the season. So that's going to be the concern. Can you keep up? To beat Ohio State, you have to score at least 35 points. And Bill, we talked about this in August. The the, the hype around Henderson. Well, I mean, we saw that we, we saw stories, articles written that when it's all said and done, he might be the best running back in the history of Ohio State. And this is before anybody had seen him and thought, "Come on, you got to be kidding me, right?" But man, oh man, so far he's good. So uh, and maybe living up to it, we'll see. Let me ask you, let's go back to last week. And we saw Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Now they've beaten Indiana. Now they've beaten Notre Dame. They should win out. I get it. There's, there's, they still got to play the games. Bill, we're, we're on the precipice, I think, of a legitimate controversy this year. There's always debate around this. But Cincinnati was on the cusp last year. They did what they were told that they have to do this year. If they get there unbeaten and there's a one-loss Power 5 team that maybe didn't win their conference, maybe it's the Alabama-Georgia loser, is this the year Cincinnati breaks down the door? Where are you? I know there's a lot of football still to be played, but it's starting to become a talking point already. It should be because they were just flat-out better than Notre Dame Saturday. I mean, they outplayed Notre Dame first half. They closed the door when they had to. Um, they have a checklist of things they need to do, though. They they need to win out. They need the Pac-12 and the ACC to get out of the way. Yep. It wouldn't hurt if Georgia or Alabama and the SEC was just a one-team, one-bid league. I know we're all concentrated on both of them getting in because they are the two best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't think they get in over a one-loss Big Ten champion. I do think it's a heck of a discussion if Oklahoma loses, though. Right. Because, I mean, that's where Cincinnati's going, to the Big 12. And 
if Cincinnati played Oklahoma this weekend, and, I, and somebody told it to me this way, so I'm going to steal from my editor, but uh, I think it depends on the venue. The winner would probably be where the home team in that game right now. It, it could be. The, yeah. I mean, I've always been against the little guy crashing the party, but man, this year, if there's ever going to be a year, and you're right, I think it's going to come down to the ACC and the Pac-12 being out of it. We saw Oregon go down last week, and I don't think there's an ACC team worthy. We shall see, Trent. Speaking but of... I guess, Ken, are they a little guy, though? Are, no! Are they, like, no! I mean, like, wait, if they played... So Wake Forest is undefeated in the ACC. I think Cincinnati would be favored. I do, too. They would. Go back to the Peach Bowl. They had Georgia beaten last year. Right. Yeah. So I I think it's legit. Sorry to interrupt you there, Trent. No, no. And and I wanted to kind of go hand-in-hand with this with BYU. They've won the Pac-12 South, even though they're an independent. (laughs) They get USC at the end of the year. They still get Baylor. They still get Virginia. They're going to have a lot more power conference wins than Mm -hmm. Cincinnati. 12-0. BYU versus 13-0 Cincinnati in a down American Athletic Conference. If one of those bids is available, who are you taking? Well, unfortunately, the committee will use that as an excuse to play them against each other in, <laughs> in a New Year's Day Six Bowl, I think. No. And uh, they did that. Remember, they did that years ago in the BCS yep. era with TCU and Boise when they both had those teams that were really good. And I, I distinctly remember that. So, uh, yeah, BYU is great. They're they're definitely in that discussion, and I think Coastal Carolina is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're going to be on tonight against Arkansas State. Um, they're just blowing teams out. They had a close one with Buffalo, but they continue to win big. So it's very familiar to last year, where those three schools were really in our face all year, and uh, I think it's going to continue. Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Well, let's do Oklahoma and Texas. Texas, Sarkeesian has this team playing very well. Bijan Robinson, if the country didn't know about him, uh, they certainly do now. And he's not eligible for the draft, right? I don't think he is. I think he's, uh, he's a sophomore. Got, right, just and a yeah. true soft. So he can't come out after this year. So they got another year to deal with this kid. Um, a lot of folks think that Oklahoma is starting to look like Oklahoma again, but this Texas team is better than most thought. I think it's going to be a classic. Bill Bender, your thoughts? Oh, of course. You know, and I mean Rattler. Obviously, there. Here's the thing. I mean, we were concentrating on all these one-score games last week. If not for a kick return, I mean Oklahoma wins by about 14, and they they were never threatening right. to lose that game against Kansas State. So. And Texas to John Robinson, I kind of went back and compared it to, I mean, if there's any time for him to make a Heisman statement, this is it. That goes back to, you know, when Ricky was at Texas and Earl Campbell. And I'm not saying to John Robinson is those guys, but He's good. in this spot, the Texas running back, you make your biggest statement when you're playing the Sooners. And um, he's fun to watch. I mean, we, we picked, I remember my editor's been laughing at me because I, I was pushing for him to be preseason All-American. And uh, it was just because, it's nothing like, Grand that I saw. Other than I look, when you look at yards per carry, and you got a guy that can do it like he does it, um, he's special talent. SEC, we got the consolation matchup after last week with Arkansas and Ole Miss. But first, I want to go to LSU, Kentucky. First thoughts on this Wildcats team with Stoops getting it done. Defense, Will Levis is okay. Wandel Robinson though continues mm-hmm. to make plays. A former Cornhusker. Them at five and zero. Oh, Maybe letdown spot, even though it is LSU coming in. Then, secondly, when you look at that consolation game, Old Miss Arkansas, who gets off the mat? Yeah, I like Old Miss in a tight one, though. I, I think that's going to be a fun. We're going to find out. Like I, I had a hard time picking that one because 
I could see it either way. You know, and we're going to find out the team that can really pick themselves up. I mean, Arkansas just got destroyed, but Georgia is just operating at a ridiculous level on the defensive side of the ball. Ole Miss helped out Alabama a little bit with some bad fourth down calls early. Um, so, and then that Kentucky game is really interesting to me because it's kind of a sandwich game. And who knew that LSU would be your sandwich in between <laughs> beating Florida and then potentially being 6-0 and with, with Georgia coming to town. What a great game that could be. So I like Kentucky in that one, and LSU's starting to get a little messy, guys. And yeah. Not a little bit. It's right. a lot bit messy yep. with, with what's going on down there. Yep. Uh, Max Johnson not, uh, not looking like uh, – well, certainly far cry from Joe Burrow, but most are – uh, they were spoiled down there. There might be an opening at the uh, end of the season. Bill, since you covered Urban Meyer as closely as you did for when uh, at when he was at Ohio State, uh, does what we saw this past weekend and you know not taking the flight home after the game on Thursday, uh, after they left Cincinnati, sticking around and and the 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 trouble that's followed him this weekend, does it surprise you he's in this spot? A little bit. The, the how the the not. So being, I guess, oblivious to the, the difference between college football and NFL culture. I mean, I think, mm. you know, we all saw the video this weekend and, and the embarrassment that that's going to cause him. But the part that the NFL guys probably lost respect with was more not taking that flight home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's part of their culture. It's a little bit different. And um, I'm not down downsizing what happened with him at the bar Saturday, and I don't need to go into that. It's wrong. Um but I and now I'm starting to wonder. Okay, let's say Jacksonville hired, fires him after eight games. We've kind of explored what college football team is going to want him. Somebody will have that moral like discussion of, okay, he comes with all this baggage, but at the same time he wins 800, 853 winning percentage at the college level, and somebody will take that chance on him. Yeah, did you see Brett McMurphy's poll yesterday of of, of all the ADs? 85% of Power 5 ADs would say no. I don't believe it. No, it's easy to say when your job's not on the line, too, right? When you're just answering a poll. Right. I mean, that that was a little stunning, and Brett does an awesome job. And that that number jumped out at me as well, because I was thinking, you know, right off the bat, let's just kind of run it down. There's three programs that could take a hard look at him if he were to leave Jacksonville next year, one being USC. Yeah. He's been linked up so many times. I mean, you got to at least explore it. Um, Florida State, if they fire their coach, I don't think he will ever go to Florida State because of the uh, – there's a lot of reasons. Sure, but Florida. I don't think – but they'd still ask that question. And then the one that's really starting to line up and, and get interesting for me is LSU. For sure. Because I think if Urban came back to college, it would be in the SEC. And I'm not saying they look the other way on some of those things, but they kind of do sometimes. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think he would be most likely to come back to the SEC if he did. Lane Kiffin, we mentioned the Arkansas Ole Miss game. He uh, apologized for his popcorn comment. <laughs> but my favorite part is that somebody sent him a whole bunch of popcorn in the mail and it got sent to the football offices. He's good for college football. USC's not going to hire him again, but is Ole Miss the ultimate destination? Is there still is there another step for Lane Kiffin moving up the ladder once again? I think with Lane Kiffin, you can never be sure what that last step will be. So I, I think he's a guy that just just helped him out last week. Wildly entertaining. I, I always, my theory, and this may not be, I don't have something to quantify it, I think the two 
coaches that people like to tweet about the most are Lane Kiffin and Jim Harbaugh. And then they're not tweeting a lot about Jim Harbaugh right now because he's kind of just taking care of business. And I, not to get sidetracked on you, Trent, but I think they're in a tricky spot Saturday. And coming off that Wisconsin win, going to a Nebraska mm-hmm. team that's playing a little bit better on the mm-hmm. road at night. If Michigan wins that, I keep saying, okay, we can take them seriously. If Michigan can go in and win that, I think they're in really good shape. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a tricky spot. I think it's going to be a good football game. Man, this, this is there. I, I, Bill, we both feel, um, that I was punched, nah, maybe not punched their ticket, but boy, they're in a great spot to represent the West. Meanwhile, in the East, yes, I guess Ohio State is still Ohio State, but Sparty, but Penn State, but Michigan, man, are we going to see, this is going to be fascinating to watch this Big East, heavy, uh, Big Ten East heavyweight brawl play out. Oh, November's going to be great. Oh. And I know a lot of people were questioning why. So game day isn't in Iowa City, right? Correct. They, I, is that what I heard? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't pay a ton of attention to where they go. Um, love the show and everything, but it just doesn't affect my life. I'm with their you. decision on where they go. Yeah. Um, they're going to be on a lot of Big Ten campuses in, in November Yeah. and late October. If you look at October 30th, for example, you could potentially have Penn State, Ohio State, and a huge Big Ten East game going off right after Michigan and Michigan State do, and there's a mm. very good chance that Spartans and Wolverines will both be undefeated for that game. So, it, it's great. I mean, the Big Ten, got to hand it to them. They've got five legitimate college football playoff contenders at this stage of the season, and no other conference can say that right now. Fair point. Bill, we'll get you out on this uh, Sunday. Your team, the Green Bay Packers, coming to your state, taking on the Bengals. You going to Cincinnati for the game? Yeah, I'm taking my son. We're yeah. excited. Um, and I'm taking, I'm dragging down. So my best friend isn't going, but his little brother is. And he is the most obnoxious single fan in the world. So <laughs> I've got to put up with him for three hours. And I was there in 05. I, I always tell this story. It's a weird history with the Bengals and Packers. I was there in 05. A fan stole the ball from Favre. I was there in 13. Uh, you know, there was a fumble late in the game that Terrence Newman returned for a touchdown. The Bengals have this, like, weird number on the Packers. And uh, I told my buddies, if, if you talk too much, I'm, Grant and I are going to drop you all off in Wilmington. You'll have to walk out. Mm. I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I like the Packers. Packers are playing exceptionally well right now, and they just picked up Jalen Smith, who probably won't be ready this week. But we'll see. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, thank you. As always, we'll speak with you next week. Thank you, Bill. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Take good, care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bill Bender, SportingNews.com, SportingNews.com. Boy, the, the, the day sets out so well, right? Nebraska, I uh, beg your pardon, um, Oklahoma, Texas early, mm-hmm. Penn State, Iowa, uh, Nebraska, Michigan later on in the night, a little Kentucky, LSU sprinkled in. There's one more, um, there's one more early slot that caught my eye. Early game. Well, Arkansas will miss probably. Michigan State Rutgers? No, because they're not on the Hawks' schedule. Oh. Still. It's big you no, know, it's, it's a fun game. I get it. Yeah, Michigan State's unbeaten. Saw Baylor, so West Virginia, Baylor, probably not. Oklahoma, Dallas. Or Oklahoma, Texas in Dallas. Wow. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. We will take a timeout. We'll come back. 
Uh, John Bowen Camps in Indianapolis at Big Ten Media Days. Again, you if you want to win tickets to see Purdue and Iowa, courtesy of FullerDental.net, a couple of locations, uh, East 29th and in Altoona, uh, go to the Miller & Condon Twitter page, Miller & Condon, at Miller & Condon. There you'll see the contest rules. It's totally yards, uh, Penn State and Iowa, closest without going over. Whoever gets that number in their mind first, uh, and if that's the winning number, if somebody else claims it later, whoever gets it first gets the tickets. You must use the hashtag Fuller Dental to be eligible. John Bowen Camp, live from Indianapolis next, 1460 KXNO 106. KXNO. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they have a week five offer that starts tonight. Every football fan should jump aboard with. New customers bet just $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's right. They just need to score 2 nothing. You're a winner. It's as simple as that. This is a no-brainer. It really is, Trent. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with those new same-game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs that you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Get out your phone right now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code KXNO. Bet $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call on your side. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt free football watching weekend after your vasect started today. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer, I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush game all year long. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. Let's go to Indianapolis, shall we? John Bowenkamp is there, uh, where he's covering Big Ten basketball media days. We'll pick his brain on that, do a little Dodgers cards, Dodgers Giants look ahead. And speaking of look ahead, to Penn State and Iowa on uh, Saturday afternoon. Hello, John, Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. So let's let's do the baseball first of all. Um, okay. Your nervous factor is the game is ongoing. We get through six and it's tied, seventh and it's tied. I just got the, you know, the longer the game went on, I just thought, you know what, the Cardinals are going to find a way to pull this one out and it's going to prevent baseball fans from the Giants and the Dodgers which, you know, 106 and 107 is pretty special. Did it feel like that to you at any point, John, that, my gosh, uh, the Cardinals are going to do it? 
You know, I was surprisingly calm last night. And usually by, you know, in any of these October games, you know, I'm pacing and whatever else. And I was surprisingly calm. And I, I just, I thought, okay, they're going to figure out a way to win this game. And um, when Bellinger got on in the ninth inning, I'm like, okay, something's going to happen here that, that's going to win the game. And honestly, when he came up to the plate, I thought he was going to hit the home run to mm. win it just because he just, that's how he is sometimes in some of these games. So um, I was I was I was shockingly calm last night, and of course part of it was I was in a hotel. I was I didn't want to be <laughs> screaming at the TV um, and get thrown out. So, um, but no, it was a pretty big win, and and uh, and now now you turn around and do it again tomorrow night. So. I thought Pujols was going to hit the home run. That's what I thought. I did too. Yeah, that was that was my first thought. He hit that ball. In the butt yeah, too. he did, and uh, just didn't get enough loft on it, and. It would have been it would have been so cool because the Cardinal fans would have just absolutely oh. freaked out over that, and that would have been the best part of it. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, you love the freakout factor, John. Well, with that, to the exactly. Giants and the rivalry aspect of it, obviously that is huge here. You've seen a lot of this team, obviously this year. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. What does concern you? I know you ultimately always say the Dodgers they'll be fine. What does concern you though when you look at the Giants? That, that everything's gone right for them, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, I, I mean, a lot of guys have had career years. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, the, you know, I mean, a lot of these guys have just, you know, have just had their best seasons, and it's all come together. And you know, when when that stuff happens, sometimes it's like either one or two things happen: either either you know, the law of averages catches up with them, or they just keep going. And so, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, the Dodgers. I mean, they were they were pretty even the whole year. In, in terms of the season series, and there was one that, I mean, there was a questionable call at the end of the game that they lost in L.A. that would have made a difference, you know, in the standings. So um, I, I'm not that worried, I guess, but, but I mean, you know, when, you have, when you face somebody that, where everything's gone right for that long, you just figure that it's going to just continue. So it's going to be a good series, I think. I mean, I, like the, I think the Dodgers are just lined up a lot better pitching-wise. Yeah, and the Giants without Brandon Belt. I mean, what did he have? Thirty close, yeah, right, right around thirty uh, home yeah. runs. That that's a blow, clearly. Yep. Chris, oh yeah. So. Maybe Chris Bryant's Chris Bryant. We'll we'll, we'll see. John, let's go. <laughs> let's go to uh, what you're there for because I want to save some time yep. for Penn State and Iowa Big Ten basketball sure. media days. I see the Hawks picked towards where they picked ninth, I think eighth, ninth, somewhere yeah. in that area. I'm surprised a little bit, but on one hand, I am. On the other hand, the Big Ten is is deep again, I think, um, and I think you can go down the fairways as far as the parity in that conference. Look, there's a couple of heavy heads at the top. I get it, but I'll be surprised if the Hawks finish that low, John. I, I will be too, but I mean, again, it's it's one of these things that it's like somebody's got to finish there. Right. And you might have a team that plays really good basketball the whole year and finishes nine, nine to 10th. I mean, it's just, it's just the way the league is. It's just how, you know, it's just how talented it is. And, and that was something Fran McCaffrey said today, because somebody asked him about being picked ninth. And he was like, look, you know, they, 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 you know, there's going to be teams that are going to be 10th or 11th. that are going to play some really good basketball games this year. So, you know, it's just a matter of for them. And I, and I've said this before, it's just a matter for Iowa. Just it is be patient with them because I think it's going to be a team that gets better as the season goes on. I think there's going to be some bumps, especially in November and December. I mean, you're going to see some of these games, especially early, where they're going to win, but it may not look very good. And so, I mean, I think it's a team that's going to come together, but it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a process this year because you're going to have to figure out where everybody fits. 
projected ninth. That was uh, the media put together there. Mm-hmm. Saw John Rothstein had him, I think, 10th in his Jeez. run through everything. The top of the Big Ten, who do you like at the top? Who are the teams that, talking about a regular season title that you zeroed in on? I just really think Illinois is just is just mm. so good. But, but again, I mean, think about last year. I mean, just how well they played, and then they get dumped in the first weekend of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I mean, Iowa did too. So, um, you know, it, it, I, I just really like this Illinois team just because of what they've got coming back. And I, I think he had a pretty good – I think he had a pretty good recruiting class. I think it's a pretty talented team. Uh, that They're my pick for being a favorite. I mean, I think Michigan's going to be right in that mix too. Um, you know, and then, and then again, it's just kind of going to be who there's always that surprise team, that one that you're not quite sure about that they, they, they get up in the top early in the year and, 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 and really make kind of a, you know, a mess of things. And I, and there's going to be somebody, you know, there's going to be somebody we're just not thinking of right now that I think is going to be playing pretty good basketball when we get into February. Yeah, I think it's the Boilers, but we'll see. I think they're the exactly. And yeah. that's another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Painter's got a hell of a team. Uh, just real quick on on the women, I saw Lisa Bluter. I believe you tweeted it. In fact, I know you did. Um, mm-hmm. More season tickets sold for Iowa women's basketball than ever before. Obviously, the that's- Clayton Clark factor is real, but that's good to see the support. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's I think it's a combination of things. A it is the fact they're a Sweet 16 team and, and could very easily make it to the Final Four this year. And then, B, you didn't get to see him play last year. Oh, sure. So I think there's a lot of people that want to see her play for the first time. You know, and it's funny to say it that way, but, I mean, really last year, you know, nobody really got to see him in person. So I think I think that, that the combination of all that, I think, really has driven the season ticket sales. And she was very excited about, you know, and, I mean, like I said, this is a really balanced, really good team and led by one of the best players in the country. So I'm not surprised at all that they that it's a popular ticket right now. To football, and we go to Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff at Kinnick, where number 4 Penn State comes to town. John, the buildup has been immense, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You're in Indianapolis. You're hanging out with Big Ten people. A lot of conversation about this game as you've been over there, even though you're talking basketball. Yeah, it's funny. I Just, just now, I, I, was, I was in where the lunchroom was. And I went in to get something to drink, and somebody came up to me, and they were asking me about Iowa basketball. And they're like, of course, big game this weekend. Started talking about the game. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, you don't see this very often, you know, at Kinnick Stadium. And you don't see it very often. You know, I mean, the last one was 85, and I was a student there, you know, when you, when you was one against two. So, um, these are ones that are going to – these are ones that are pretty special. And, and Kirk Ferentz said that the other day, that there's just a different energy in the stadium. And I think – the players are going to figure that out on Saturday. You know, a lot of them, you know, were brought up clearly. I mean, obviously they weren't alive when, when the 1985 game was played. Um, somebody was telling Sam LaPorte about it, and he's like, oh, so it was a big game then. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, it was, it was a pretty big game then. So, um, you know, I mean, I think, I think they're going to realize this weekend that this one, this was going to be one you're going to remember. Because it doesn't happen very often. Indeed. Well, it just seems like everybody, and I agree, I mean, why wouldn't you think it's going to be a low-scoring football game? Might, might all of us be wrong and, and the offenses, for both offenses, come to life? Because Penn State's got a couple of really good receivers. Petrus looks like he's playing his best football. Goodson had some spurts last week. Laporta's Laporta. Um, I mean, does it seem like a low-scoring game, or might we all be wrong, John? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I mean, when you look at what both teams have have not allowed this year, and the way they've shut down opponents, and um, I mean, Penn State's coming off a shutout. Um, you know, Iowa is coming off a, a, a seven turnover game. 
um, you know, that's um, these are two really good defenses. But I mean, they are, like you said, they're two really good offenses. I think it's just going to come down to who solves the other's defense, and and I think it's it's just going to be that kind of game. And I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be in in their low twenties. And I and and I mean it's just it just has the feeling. Of course, every time you always see a game like this, it ends up being forty-one thirty-four or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So, um, but anyway, no, I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game, and it's just going to come down to that one mistake, that yeah. one turnover. Twenty seventeen, Shudak with another chance to knock out Penn State with a game winner at the end. That special teams Iowa feels like they have an advantage. Penn State's kicker six of nine this year. Is he mm-hmm. on field goal attempts? He's also missed an extra point, so advantage there. Though Tory Taylor, at the very least, he's he's looked mortal the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that um, I, I I have found him to be a really fascinating story with this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy that wasn't that has never played American football until he came here last year, and um, you know, I mean, he he just is, has been so good and so consistent. That's going to be, I think, really one of the keys to the game on Saturday is is who who has to face the long field more, and you know, if Iowa can control the field position game. Then, then they've got a really good chance in this game, and I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. That sort of thing, those sort of intangibles, I think are going to make a big difference in this game. Yeah, both uh, both schools uh, kind of um, the, the running game not living up to expectations. Maybe whichever school can finally figure it out and get it going this weekend uh, play a huge role. Marshall Yanda was at the press conference. Boy, him uh, Ferentz thinks, and why wouldn't he think the world of him? Uh, what what a great story Yanda was as he gets back uh, from junior college and then goes on to be Marshall Yanda. One of the best players at his position in the NFL during his tenure there. A pretty cool story. Those two have a really unique relationship. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, if you looked at him, if you looked at Marshall Yanda standing there, he didn't look like a guy that had had such a big career as an NFL offensive lineman. And he told about how he's lost almost 70 pounds. Jeez. And, um, you know, and it was funny because, because you know, Kirk came out and he had seen um, – Marshall's truck, right? Parking. Yeah. It was like, you know, I recognized it. You know, I knew you were here, and all that. And, and yeah, you could tell there was there was a, there was a great relationship between the two. And I think a lot of that was because he would come back to Iowa City and work out. And you know, it was a place that that he felt comfortable, you know, working out at in the off season. And and so you could tell there was there was there was a really neat relationship with the, with with the two. And it was and it was and it was cool to hear him talk about you know, what he had been able to do in his career and then how much it meant to him to, to be a part of the, of the Iowa program and, and, and to have a chance to be honored like he's going to be on Saturday. So that was kind of a neat event on, on, on Tuesday. It's just, it's just part of this week. I mean, this has been, it's been a fun week getting ready for this game. No doubt. My last thing for you, uh, just because I'm bringing it up, I read the article because I know your history with the Hawkeye. Uh, I think it was the Atlantic maybe wrote the piece yep. on small town yeah. newspapers and what the mm-hmm. demise of them means to those. That was a really good read. I had no idea about the history behind it. I like yeah. As a transplant in the state, I love when I come across these stories that are uh, dripping with history. It was a good read, John yeah. Bowenkamp. Yeah, she um, she interviewed me. Uh, that, I, that it was never used. Somebody asked me. They said, "Did you use too much profanity in it?" And I said, <laughs> "No, no, I was fine." But um, but it was um, but it was a uh, um, it, it it made me a little sad. I read. Yeah. It. I mean, it came out Tuesday, and I read it, and it reminded me of how good we were. And 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 it reminded me how good my how good my staff was and and the things that we did just from a news side and a sports side and 
and it was accurate in the sense of what the community and what the area has lost. And uh, uh, Elaine did a great job on it. She's an Iowa State grad. She's from Burlington. I mean, you know, when you read the story. And um, she she did a great job with it. And I, I made sure to drop her note and tell her that I really appreciated it. But, yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of sad to read it because it just reminded me of what we were, you know, and, what, and the good stuff we did. Absolutely. John Camp. John, you're a busy guy. Safe travels back to Iowa City. Uh, thanks for doing this, uh, taking some time from covering Big Ten basketball media days. Thanks, John Camp. Good luck Stay to you, Dodgers. Problem. All right. Have a good one. You do the same. John Camp. See, checks in. That's a good piece at the Atlantic. I'm interested in that one. Yeah. I'm glad I read it. Um, just drips with history, mm-hmm. how the paper was formed, why it was formed, two competing political factions. Oh, really? <laughs> really crazy. All the way back in, uh, I don't know, mid-1800s, I think it was. Anyways, good read. We'll come back, finish it up. We've got a couple of baseball games to talk about. What does Circa have the Rams favorite two and a half last time I checked? Yeah, that's where it was when I checked this morning. Two and a half. Trent, the Rams got, they looked awful. Last week. They did. So if you would have put this point spread out, though, the week before, Rams would have been favored by four and a half. Yeah, maybe. maybe okay, sure. Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. look good they against the Niners. But, they, but Garoppolo got uh, knocked out of the football game. Uh, and Kyler Murray's playing like an MVP, conversely, for the Cardinals who played the Rams. This has got a chance to be a good game tonight. Twelfth man. Seahawks at home. Yeah. I got a pick. Oh, you do? On this game. Opinion. I have a strong opinion. Now there's two baseball games. Do you like either of those? Find out next. Okay, 1460 KXNO. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is the teammate your small business needs. Locally owned and located in Urbandale, Global Direct Mail and Marketing can help your small business create the high-quality print materials your business needs to succeed. Whether it's business cards, flyers, business forms, letterhead, calendars, or a mail piece to attract new customers, Global Direct Mail and Marketing is ready to go to work for you today. Save by working with the local small business that will go the extra mile to get you what you need. Global Direct Mail and Marketing. Call Craig at 515-282-3000 and get your next project. The Rookie Sports Cards in Clive gives you the best in the world of cards and signed memorabilia. Get into the collecting game with The Rookie for football, baseball, basketball, and hockey cards. From sets to individuals, signed jerseys and helmets, and their weekly bid board. Stop by The Rookie today, 9992 Swanson Boulevard in Clive to rip a pack of cards and have some fun. It's the rookie, sports cards in Clyde. Prevnor13.com. Yes, football's here, but baseball season never ends. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. With portable pitching mounds and everything else you need for your indoor facility. Or help this fall getting your field ready for next spring and summer. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Go to VictoryMounds.com and stay in the started today. Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3 P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Algae Center of Iowa. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. 
All right, final couple of minutes here on a Thursday. Miller and Condon, 1460, KXNO, 106.3 FM. Cyclone Fanatic Radio tonight at 6. They on their bye week. You know what? It's been... I like the way the schedule worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penn State, Iowa is going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. Spotlight. Right. Three, four, mm-hmm. uh, for all those reasons. Um, but Cyclone Fanatic Radio tonight at 6 o'clock. I know Otzelberger had his media day yes, earlier in the week. Yeah, we'll get a little basketball talk in there, and we'll do that a little bit too next week when we kind of turn our attention back to Iowa State. Uh, with that, Hawkeye Nation Radio tonight, myself, Andrew Downs, mm-hmm. Joe Schmelka will all be a part of that as we get ready for the game, 7 to 8 o'clock here on KXN. Always fun. Do you, predi- do you pick the game at the end of the show? Usually. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll Consensus, see. Consensus? All, all of you guys be on the Hawks? I, I would guess so. My biggest concern right now is the tackle spot for Iowa. They're offensive mm-hmm. tackles. Mm-hmm. Because off the edge... Penn State's been really, mm-hmm. really good, generating pressure. 17. I can't pronounce his name. Arnold's his first name. You'll yes. see him a lot. He, uh, yes. The yeah. Temple transfer. Yes. Started at Temple. He's yeah. a two-star kid. Yeah. Does well at Temple. He's a player. And, well, look at that. He ends up at Penn State. Yeah, he's really good. Both their ends are good. They can generate a pass rush. The other thing, they blitz this year 45% of defensive snaps. They have Really? Blitz. The offensive line improved last week. It needs to take an even bigger yeah. step forward this week. We know with Petrus, it's simple. He's got time. It'll uh-huh. be all right. Uh-huh. It's pressure in his face. Gets those happy feet. Starts pitter-pattering back there. Well, it'd be nice if they can run the football, Trent. I don't know if they're going to be oh, able to. You know what? It does it, it, not, maybe not this um, simple as, as this. Whoever runs the football better. If is, somebody can average over four a carry, they win. Right. Because Penn State struggled to run the ball, too. They have. And you're right about Kane. He's better than that. That offensive line's not good. The uh. other part, I uh, saw some numbers on Clifford. He's thrown all three of his interceptions, not when blitzed, but when it's been against zone coverage. Really? What's I would do? Yeah, good. And it's, I, earlier in the week, making a pick on my podcast I do with my buddy, the Degenerate Hawkeyes mm-hmm. podcast, I took the under. And it was 41 and a half, and it keeps going down. I'm I'm not being twelve ten, the eighty five score. It's not a stretch here. These are two really good defenses. These are offenses that have their own set of issues. Go back and watch the Penn State Wisconsin game. That was Penn State screwing up. They ran ninety five plays in that game. Yeah, and then Mertz. Well, he Graham Mertz and mm-hmm. kind of crafted. That was down a his fun line. week one game. It was a fun week one game. But it was it wasn't that Penn State went out and won it. Wisconsin lost that game. I really believe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, I, look, I, I'm with you. I watched it. Wisconsin could have won the game. Should have won the game. Yeah, they were "quote unquote" a better football team. Didn't show up on the scoreboard. This is number four, Penn State. You look at the recruiting rankings. Cakerd <laughs> site, Hawkeye Report. They always have that, and and you just look, and every single one of the guys, every starter is a four star, well, except for the Temple transfer, who was a two star. But every one of them had every accolade you can imagine. They're going to look good coming off the bus. But there's not a Saquon Barkley here. There's not. No, no, no. Kane's a far changer. cry from that. Right. I do like Parker Washington. I mean, Dotson's a star. He is. He is one of the best receivers in in the Big Ten. And and his sidekick, Parker Washington, will be that guy in a couple of years. Did you do your plays yet? We're running out of show. Oh, we are uh, plays. Well, go to the NFL. Okay. Two and a half currently the line at Circa, basically across the Vegas board right now. Two and a half the Seahawks getting. 
win bet. That's not available in our state, but that is a field goal. If you like the Seahawks, I certainly would say wait to see if it will pop and he can get that three number. Not for me, though. I'm laying the two and a half right now. Rams bounce back in a big-time way. They get right. I might even go double digits. I, I think they win this one semi-comfortably. Really? I'm just Alternate line you're shopping for? I don't believe in the Seattle team. Even at home, I just think the Rams are the right side. Russell so. Wilson in prime time, Trent. It's true. And an yeah. early season, Russ, in prime time. Yeah. Give me the Rams. All right, you've got them. Baseball, no opinion? Nothing too strong. Gotcha. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, lots of local programming coming your way. In fact, the next one, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three, Cyclone Fanatic at six, Hawkeye Nation at seven. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on 1460 KXNO, 106.3.